Hey, Yuri. Hey, Yvonne. It's how been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good as well. So um, right now the weather is not really good, but it will be better no. again. And it was really good. And then I was like with friends picnicking in the park. And I had such a struggle because we, we had uh, cups for our drinks. But when you put them down, they fall over because, well, or you bump against them or the ground is not even or someone else drops it over. I don't know. Um, and then you have grass on your on your drink, on your cup. There is no drink anymore. <laughs> Maybe you are wet. The blanket is wet. Everything sucks. Hi, my name is Fon and this is Takeaway, a podcast by Unit. In today's episode, Yuri and I will be talking about picnicking in the open and especially about spilling your drinks. Matthias Funk and Regina Bernhout will help us in finding interesting solutions to this everyday problem. What will you take away? Have you ever had such a struggle? Yes, well, I think everyone has it, right? If you're picnicking, the ground is uneven. Your What you're sitting on is uneven. So, yeah, it's always a struggle to find to exactly position your cup so it won't fall over or the bottle or whatever. Yeah, yes, so everything like, always it, falls over. it really takes time to position your glass. on the, You can never just put it somewhere and know that it will be all right, right? I think it's not only us. It's It's more than us. It's more. I think, though, however... You know, there's another place where you have this kind of problem and it's on ships because ships move everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I know from ships is that, especially on older ships, you know, the big uh, the big sailing ships, um, they used to have, well, buckets have the same problem, right? Because the, the, the bottom is uh, smaller than the top, so it's unstable. But if you turn the shape around and you make the bottom wider than the top, then you sort of have a sort of solution for the problem where it's uh, at least a lot more stable than um oh that's the normal doesn't work for wine glasses of course but well maybe if you if you market them super super luxurious wine glasses i was also thinking maybe you just need to if you have like a wine glass with with a very thin stem and uh, the bottom and stuff what if you just delete the the bottom part you have that with those champagne glasses that you can uh, take mm-hmm. out and put when you're camping um, yeah, the plastic ones yeah. the plastic mm-hmm. ones indeed I and i was like what if you just do not put the bottom part on and then you can just put your glass into the grass i think that's a pretty good idea i wasn't the only one who thought of this idea i i spoke with two employees of our uh, faculty about the same problem i'm uh, curious what you think of what they have to say yeah, I'm curious what they came up with. I'm Matthias Funk. I'm an associate prof at the Future Everyday Group in the Department of Industrial Design. I teach a lot of technical courses, in a lot of technical courses, and I do research on uh, design methods and tools. So I, uh, my, my research mission is to develop new technologies, to develop new ways that designers can express themselves, that they don't waste time on boring topics like electrical engineering or computer science topics that are very deep, have as little as possible technical friction on a design process so you can have all the friction creatively that you want. I studied computer science. I did a PhD in electrical engineering and, uh, and then I landed in industrial design. It's really <laughs> not a problem at all. So yeah, of course, of course, it can be a problem that um, that you have uh, this picnic planned out and everything is going really well, 
uh, imagine a situation where it's you and your date and you want to impress the other person maybe um, you have prepared so much and of course when you have prepared a nice nice uh, maybe red wine it's getting excited but you're also very nervous so and then you're, you're sort of tipping over the glass right you've chosen uh, a bit clumsy you've chosen a spot that is not completely plain so when i think about this it's it's a very natural thing sure can happen but then i wonder what is actually bad about the situation if you think about it blanket is getting a stain this is not not like the end of the world right so this is um something that you can wash something that is an excuse to get up and um, and maybe maybe it is what you want do you want to end the date i'm not so sure that this is this is necessarily uh, something that we would need to invest a lot of creativity in designing against um what I, what i could imagine is that there's um a way to sort of balance like a, like a, like a special type of gravity proof windproof uh, wine glass for picnic wine glasses had always this um this this cup and then the stem and then a base right and those glasses were never made for picnics so that would be an, an easy solution um another solution would be to um uh, i don't know f carefully find the right spot or have a picnic blanket that is made of uh, of a durable material that is sort of easily washable or maybe you have a, a picnic blanket with different compartments that that you sort of sit in certain spots and then there are other spots which are waterproof um maybe maybe some sort of table it could be a table that um like like these these tables that you can put on your bed and that is balanced out somehow so you have this picnic and suddenly you bring this table but it, it doesn't feel it feels like an alibi solution hey maybe maybe the blanket could tell you um so so it changes its color when it's not completely flat the, the, the more you have a slope uh the the more it, the blanket gets a strange color that could be interesting if the drink spills you need maybe a cleaning solution i mean imagine you you bring all these cleaning solutions and, and, and i mean how would that look like like you're completely over prepared uh you don't have anything to drink anymore right that is probably the, the issue it's not that something is dirty or that the there's grass on your glass or the uh, whatever yeah so i think the the golden path to um to fixing all these issues is more alcohol you open the first bottle and then after five minutes the drink is spilled and even worse the drink spills against the bottle you try to grab the drink and then you actually knock over the bottle as well four bottles of wine seem to be a little bit much if i think about it but but actually what you could do is you could um you could put them into different like put a packaging around two of these bottles so they appear to be um, maybe orange juice now i think th this is ready to be tested and uh, i mean that's that's what we're supposed to do right so we we're not we're not um, just thinking and sketching and at some point it's like oh that's a that's a brilliant idea and let's let's just uh, let's just sell it to a wine company but um, we're going to test it right so more alcohol more wine is actually the solution i love this i love it but it makes sense right if you spill your drink your drink is gone you don't have any more alcohol and alcohol generally makes you feel better 
um, and more forgiving of situations, I guess. It might be a good solution, but I was I was really thinking, but what if then your date wants to wants to have orange juice? That could be your problem. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, but then shit, again, new maybe problem. you should, you know, that's your. Then you know that your date should be over as well. You know, oh, if your date yeah, wants, yeah. hey, we have wine and orange juice. It's you know, it's a nice evening. It's eight o'clock or nine. It's, I want orange juice instead of wine. Maybe that's your, you know, your red flag. And then you can, then you can say, oh no, we spilled the drinks. We should, you know, pack up and go. We should try out if this works. But I like I, yeah, I also really liked his uh, blanket that is like a map of of like uh, mountains. That would be so funny if you just put a blanket and it just starts um, changing color on different spots. That's quite cool. But I think one of the problems with picnicking is that there's usually some space between the um, the blanket or the cloth and the ground. The blanket could be level, but then the ground underneath could be wobbly or there could be branches underneath or, you know, small some bits that will still knock over your glass. Yeah, someone else who also had a really nice idea, which was completely different, is Regina Bernhardt. My name is Regina Bernhardt. I'm a full professor in systemic change. And my background is in industry. I have been director of design for a company developing remote controls for the past 15 years. And I have been hired here at the TUE in 2018, where I'm now trying to understand how we evaluate things like introduction of technologies on a societal level. So not only for one person, but for groups of people and maybe even for the whole of the Netherlands. Okay, so let, let me rephrase the design case. So the design case is that typically uh, in these kind of times, we want to have something to drink outside and we want to be as flexible as possible. And I think one of the main goals in design is typically to understand the context of usage. And the context of usage typically is something that we address in industry with, with some basics. So the, the first one is typically the physical space. So it's about where you go and what you do. And if you sit in the grass or here, for example, at the TUE, we have some of these artifacts where you can sit on them. So sometimes the glass will stand nicely. Sometimes it's in the grass. Sometimes it's, it's of course, difficult to use. Another layer for the physical context will be additionally, of course, the temporal context. Temporal means, you know, you don't drink the same thing in the morning. You, you might want to have your coffee in the morning, but if you are going to celebrate with a PhD candidate in the afternoon, it's more like for some bubbly water that you want to have in that kind of class. So temporal context is also something we want to address. So you see already your design space is getting way more complicated. It's not just the surroundings, but it's about the time that we are going to spend. And then it's about, of course, the technological context. As we are all engineers here at the TUE, let me say it this way, where we have a background in that, of course, we typically tend to over-engineer these kind of solutions. So technology will be a trigger. The more technology you know, the more you think the solution you're going to have should be technologically done. So let's think about what people do in terms of technology. So this is the third side of my design space, but it's not the only one because of course there's a social situation. And depending on if it's me alone, if there is a second person or a group of people, I, I have to come up with a very, very different solution because things would be shared. And especially in COVID times, the, the sharing is something that is very, very complicated. So the easiest way for the glass is typically something that I've learned in Brazil and that would, that would be my inspiration. My inspiration would be something like that. And you see, I'm not somebody who is sketching, 
but I'm somebody who is really into things that are tangible. And I have here a huge pot and it also has a, a top. And the good thing in Brazil, what people do is when they are going to drink alcohol together, for example, is that they have this kind of pot and they have one big glass with lots of straws that they have on top. And they typically have this kind of glass which is turning around and going around. And so it has a very social effect and also the people like, you know, they, they, they hold the glass a bit, they drink a bit and they, then they give it to the next person, which is absolutely unacceptable. And now we come to the last design context for the Dutch culture, because typically that is not something, especially in COVID times, you cannot share these kind of things. So my inspiration would be now, what can I do making out of this kind of shared device, something that people can share for different kinds of situations where it can be maybe the tea, but maybe also the bubbly. And I would come up with a Lego solution. So my Lego solution would be like, you know, for these kind of cups to have covers, different types of covers and to have them, for example, where you can different kinds of cups together in one of these plastic holders. So everyone can have their glass stored. And so we can have a social situation that is also flexible. So you don't feel uncomfortable if you only have two people or if you have six people. It's a bit like putting them together and a really, really nice solution for that in terms of material that I was fascinated in the past 10, 12 years are magnets. Magnets are really, really nice because they, they give you this kind of smooth going together and suddenly it clicks. And with magnets, we could have these kind of devices just pulled together, they are a bit magnetic, and then they automatically, depending on how many people you have, you can have something that is one thing central, shared by everyone, but everyone can take it individually. That would be my design solution. As you saw in the pot, I would make it very, very flat and very stable. So I think especially what I've seen also from glasses in Brazil, nothing against the Belgians, but um, the Belgians have all these fancy glasses for beer. I would go more for the stable rounded shape one because that's one where, where you can hold most of the liquid and it will not fall. But the real solution is this kind of having one where we have the magnets and we store that so we, we can have a kind of social connotation. And that would be something I think is very, very important in these kind of times because um, the last thing in this kind of context that, that we also typically have is also the context of the context. And this is the sixth context that typically designed for. The context of the context are your neighbors, what your neighbors are doing and what they want to have or your friends and typically designing for this context of context. So my neighbors recently had a party. I feel like I'm not now allowed also to do a party because it's like what the other ones are doing, what you see, what you have around you. That is also the, the last one of these kind of levels of design inspiration. So when I design typically, these are the six contexts that I would take into account. In industry, you immediately make a high level prototype to be sure to also go for the user experience because that's what you really want to do. Um, the next step now would be to have some paper prototypes. So I guess I would be buying in the next supermarket some goblets or just steal them here from the coffee machine, have them standing around, have people go outside, try it out, see how it works, if it's fun really to have the liquids together, what the experience would be about and how to solve that in the next step. So there were a lot of contexts involved here. It's a little bit of contextception. It was very different from uh, from what Matthias came up with and how he approached it. Well, I think he started with this is an, something we actually don't have to solve because it's not really a problem, but let's think about it anyways. 
and where uh, where Regina was much more, um, I think, like Lu Yen from the previous episode, where she was much more st- structured about the different aspects of the problem and the different contexts. Then you really get a good overview of what, um, yeah, how to approach every kind of problem actually, because you need to take everything into account. And I think that's really interesting. And but also her idea that she had with the cups together. I really actually really liked it. I was like, oh, that would be fun. Then you don't at all have to put your glass on the ground because it will always be um, going from one person to another. I think it would be kind of like a game. (laughs) It would be funny. It's also nice to see how other cultures do this because we're very individualistic here in the Netherlands. So uh, maybe in Europe in, in general, it's nice to learn from these other cultures and other ways of doing it. You bring something from a different, completely different culture in, in that regard to, to hear into the problem, which generates a very different solution. Yeah, and I, I think that really like knowing about other cultures or lived in other cu- cultures for a while, uh, that it really can help uh, in, in approaching uh, problems in a different way. I'm curious, what are you going to do next time when you go um, picnicking? Now we have these solutions. You're going to try to make the um, the sharing cup thing or... Bring just bring bring more alcohol. That well, always bring thing. more alcohol. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's always better to have more alcohol than too little. Or yeah, if you don't drink alcohol, of course, uh, another drink is fine as well. I think that the, that cup sharing thing it's actually really funny. Maybe as well, if you're like guys, just let's let's do this. Yeah. What she also said: the context of the context. Maybe you inspire other people. Imagine that you're sitting in a park and you see a group of people not really close to each other, probably. And you see them sharing something, which kind of makes you feel like they are connected with each other in a different kind of way, instead of just sitting really close to each other. And you're like, hey, uh, to your friends, hey, guys, I saw something super cool. I I agree. Maybe we should try this. We should, you know, the unit podcast, we should make this as a thing. We could definitely try that. Um, They also both had a takeaway for the students. Would you like to hear them? Yes, please. This case is not complex enough. I think what I would would have liked is that there is more complexity to play with. Yes, of course, you can can probably um, make up something like, like, I don't know, wine, drone delivery. Um, But I'm, I'm really opposed to these these kind of over-technical solutions to something that doesn't require something technical. So this is this is a very, um, it's a nice everyday case, um, but but I don't think um, we need to do something about it. So I think one of the takeaways is um, don't design everything. I mean, there there are cases where human abilities to solve this are good enough and um, add more wine to the situation as a solution. And yes, you might find a market for it, but in the end, is this sustainable? Is this is this what you want to put into the world? Um, like another plastic device to um, avoid some sort of random situation? I, I don't know, I don't think so actually. Only design where it's really, where you can really have an impact. That's it. I think that's a good, uh, that's a good way to go. Yeah, right. Something to keep in mind. There's yeah. enough useless stuff. What? Yeah, what he said. You can have more of an impact if, if you can, des- if you design for things that really matter. 
there's one coffee maker, the AeroPress, which is great for traveling. It's a great coffee maker that happens to travel well, where the other ones are, you know, they're not great coffee makers in general. So make something that's great in general. You know, if it happens to travel well or solves this problem, then it's a win-win instead of something that's outside of the one's very specific context, useless. And also, Higina made a takeaway. A lesson learned that we, we have here is you saw these six levels of, of context that you can take into account. But as we see in lots of approaches that we, we hear also and that you hear in, in your studies, of course, are these design processes. And you can take the context also like a lens. And the lens will allow you to look differently on your project if it really would work. But what I see in the pragmatic approach is that design is not something that is magic. Design is also something that is hard work. And you really have to go through these six stages. So you have to solve it for this one and the other one and the other one. And what you see is that your design space that you could also sketch in terms of dimension, you, you just cut off your solutions and it's getting less and less and less of the solution space that you're cutting off depending on the, the six levels that you have. And in the end, you will see that you, you automatically iterate and you focus on the one thing that works then in, in for everyone. And that is something I think that is also giving you, once you identify it, this kind of feeling where you feel tension. And whenever you feel tension, it typically can have a really, really high impact on the user experience overall. It might be just great, even if we are not allowed to be close together, that at least the classes could be together in a symbolic way. So tension is something that is very, very good. And don't forget that also sometimes that the negative, a bit the negative aspect can lead to something positive. I really just like the, the two different ways of looking at such a problem or such an issue. So yeah, that was it actually. I think we had great awesome. solutions. I think so too. Good takeaways as well. I want to thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Hopefully you also got inspired a bit. Please also listen to our other podcasts and look at uh, our website for fun articles about design and studying as an industrial design student. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>